Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And he's got the founding father, uh, founding father of the Who Dat Nation T-shirt on to, to boot, and the Saints win thirty nine thirty two. Bobby. Yeah, well, since we want to wear this again next week against uh, the, the Bengals, the Bungles. Hopefully, they had the Bungles against uh, the Saints in the dome. I don't know about that, but uh, a lot to pick apart here for the yeah. Saints. But a, a win's a win. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'd rather have an ugly win, and then Bob, we played really well, and we, well, that was a hard fought loss. Uh, they all count the same. Uh, a hard fought. Uh, uh, did I say that right, Christian? Yeah, you did. Uh, that's uh, that's well, why no, I gave that reaction because it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no it, because it gets to the uh, point where uh, are you either winning or losing? Uh, but the NFL is harsh, and uh, are you winning or are you not winning? And uh, as of late, we have not been winning in the Caesar Superdome. So, Christian, I look at this now. Uh, we were two and seven. Uh, now we three and seven in the last ten games in the season Superdome. So, so that's a positive going forward. Now, if you continue to give up the chunk plays, the splash plays, Christian, we give up six splash plays of twenty yards or more. Uh, no, 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 you, you, you are not going to win. Uh, the bottom line is you're not going to win. You know what this reminds me of? We lost last year in the Dome doing this. Now we won this game. Look at the Giants game last year, the chunk plays. I think uh, we had a couple of, like we gave up. Oh, that was a two-play drive, a three-play drive. We ended up not coming out on top. Our defense has to be where they've been, but don't break. Our red zone defense has been outstanding. Back-to-back games, like, for instance, the Seahawks with 0-1. Uh, uh, look how we were forcing field goals against the Vikings. No, we have to be outstanding red zone defense where you're not giving up touchdowns, but you can't be giving up like, like chunk plays. To tell you the truth, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Look at touchdown drives. Uh, Chris, I, I, playing or, or, or just watching, we give up touchdown drives of five plays, three plays, three plays, and two plays. I don't know if I've ever witnessed that. No, uh, listen, if your defense is truly playing like they need to play, and I, I'm nitpicking because I expect our defense to be dominant if we're going to win anything this year, 
You can't be giving up those kind of splash or chunk plays or chunk drives, whatever you call it. I don't think I've ever witnessed that. Now, uh, I always say this, especially when we win, how a Seahawks fan can't really talk trash to you. I mean, uh, we've had, you know, in the franchise's history, we've had their number. Uh, Christian, we've played them uh, 16 times and we've won 10. So it's not a 50-50 proposition like it usually is in the NFL. So out of 16 times, we've met them in the history of the Saints and Seahawks franchises. We're now 10-6. and six. Uh, You look now, this is more importantly, what have we done when we, we've really been relevant? Uh, you know, the Sean Payton era, Drew Brees, going forward since 2006, we're now uh, Christian, we've won six of seven. So six of seven, seven regular season contests. Uh, now, uh, look, the Saints have posted uh, uh, in the Dome how we've been. The Saints have posted a, a five and two record overall in the Superdome, and now we've won uh, the last four meetings. So we've beaten the Seahawks four games in a row, so basically uh, we have had their number. Now, when you break down the ebb and flow of the game, and this is something that has to continue, uh, that means we flat out getting it done and we helping our defense. We had the ball more than 15 minutes than they did. Again, they had those short drives so they didn't have to possess the ball. But if we possessing the ball like that, and one of the main reasons why, because we are not getting done, uh, getting it done on third down offense or third down defense. Uh, but uh, I mean, we were getting it done on third down defense, not on third down offense. But today we were both outstanding. They were only one of nine, uh, 11%. That's a big enough sample size. And we were eight of 14, 57%, uh, which is outstanding. We were 100% in the red zone, three for three. They were 0 for 1. Uh, you look at like uh, our, uh, our, our run defense, I mean, not the right home about considering how good we were. We gave up 7.2 yards a run. Again, those splash plays. Uh, but I think we were excellent. This is another thing I haven't witnessed in a while, in this day and age. You know how many rushing attempts we had? Not 28. We went like high 20s, low 30s, 40, 48 rushing attempts. Now, uh, as long as Taysom and all and the gang's going forward, hey, I'm not going to poo-poo that because we had 48 rushing attempts, 235 yards, basically a five-yard average, 4.9. Uh, you want to talk about winning football. Now, you can't turn it over. Now, we ended up minus one for the game. Uh, we minus eight for the season. That's going to catch up with you. And uh, Alvin Kamara, I, I, I thought, boy, if Alvin just takes away that fumble, and, you know, it, it all counts, uh, Seattle doesn't want to play Alvin Kamara. I think before we caught him off guard, and uh, but Pete Carroll in the game, they knew about Alvin Kamara. You know, uh, last season, he had 179 total yards. Now, 128 yards, uh, he had 10 receptions. Well, if you count the two previous games uh, versus the Seahawks, he had a 170-yard average. Well, today he got 194 total yards in the scrimmage. So if Alvin Kamara is going to tell his grandkids, let me tell you what I did against the Seahawks. Uh, you know, uh, he has been outstanding. Because I think for us to play winning football and how we pay him and what we demand from him, he, don't, he has to be about 125 to 130. If he's in that range, because I think he's that good as a pass receiving running back or, or running the football. But how, what more can you say about Taysom Hill? I mean, uh, uh, listen, 
I'm, I'm glad they finally let him throw a pass. Christian, Taysom Hill can throw the ball, especially how he can run. Every now and then you keep defenses off balance. Uh, Christian, I, I, I know Andy Dalton would definitely throw him a touchdown pass before the season's over at tight end. So think about it. You throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, run for a touchdown. Uh, no, Swiss uh, Army knife or jack of all trades, that's being kind. He is truly the modern-day Jim Thorpe. Uh, what Taysom Hill has done. And you look at three rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. The last time that happened uh, was the great Archie Manning. So uh, you look at that. Uh, this is not something that happens every day when you're able uh, for, uh, for Taysom Hill, uh, what he would he accomplish. Now, uh, I still think as the offensive line, we run block way better and we pass protect. And, he, and even at times... Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. The combo block, and that was in the first half. We got better. But the combo block, uh, Cesar Ruiz and um, the center, obviously, uh, McCoy, uh, they, they could handle Al Woods. Uh, c- come on. Uh, he, he embarrassed them. But uh, but overall, uh, you look at Andy Dalton, and I look at the combination Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. We had a quarterback rating of 103 and a half. Uh, I think that's winning, winning football. Andy Dalton, the one interception, I think he threw it a little behind. But you could see Andy Dalton just more precise. You never see Jameis, uh, I mean Jameis, you never see uh, um, Andy Dalton kind of freak out like Jameis does sometimes. About, you know, the ball's coming out. I got a good pre-snap read. I know where I'm going with the ball. I know how to utilize Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara had six targets, six catches for 91 yards. Uh, hello? Uh, I mean, that, that look what he's done against the Seahawks in the past. Now, uh, uh, Chris Olave. Uh, I'd be shocked if he plays against the Bengals. That was a nasty blow he no, took to the head. You can see they're going to look at the film. When he hit the ground, he's knocked out. He ain't playing against Cincinnati. I can tell you right now, I'm not a doctor, but I know how the NFL and the NFL Player Association is uh, uh, treating this. Chris Olave is not playing against the Bengals. Now, I don't know about much Michael Thomas could be available. Michael Thomas might want to show up so he could show out, say, oh, I'm better than Jamar Chase and all, all those Bengals receivers. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. But you know what's not interesting? How about Traquan Smith? Man, Traquan is freaking garbage. That son of a gun. How about you catch the ball? Andy Dalton stands in there tough, makes a tough throw. He two got targeted four times, two drops, and he had one catch for 10 yards. It was so, a big catch. No, no now Traquan's not getting really paid the big money, but Traquan is still stealing money. He, he, is, not, he is not doing right for the Saints. We need Traquan to step up more. You cannot not afford to make those type of plays uh, when all said and done. Now, again, uh, not to always be uh, negative or positive, uh, but Paulson and Debo. Paulson and Debo, we need you to be all NFL, all league now, not all August. Uh, we don't need you to be all August and, and uh, off airline highway. Paulson and Debo is unbelievable. Uh, you know, the teams will tend to go after even a Debo more than they will even uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. So, so, so uh, uh, Paul Sotodibo has to step up. He was very active. You know, he ended up leading the team with eight tackles. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought stepped up the veteran. Uh, I thought Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan had a sack and a half. I think they gave half of that uh, to Mario Davis. But really, that was like two sacks for Cam. He had uh, two quarterback hurries, two tackles for a loss. Uh, but, again, why is all the games now, are they that focused on DeMario Davis? Why is Pete, and Wer- Pete Werner head and shoulders above DeMario Davis in tackles? It's not even close. 
Pete Werner, on the pace that he's on, Christian, he might have, you know, you want to hit the 100 mark? He might have 150. Mm-hmm. He's up, he might have 150 tackles. So when you look at who's contributing and, and, and not contributing, the bottom line, I, I, I agree with Deuce here, that uh, we're going to win anything or, or be better. You know, it is a win, and they all count the same, uh, but we got to play a whole lot better. We just have to. The competition is going to get stiffer. Uh, but, Christian, realistically, I, I could show you where I predicted they'd be at right now. Uh, okay, we were 1-3. I had thought after five games, I said, I said, ah, you know, we have a chance to be 4-1. and one. I thought 3-2. Uh, and two. What are we right now? 2-3. and 2-3. So we just uh, one game back. So you have to look at where we're at. I still think we could be in the heat. Uh, think of things in the NFC South. And uh, so we're right there. And you still got to take it one game at a time. We don't have to worry about the future. We got to take care of the Bengals when they come to town next Sunday. And, and that's going to be critical. These are very winnable games. You have to look at uh, like, like who we truly playing and, and how you view uh, your opponents. Okay, the Seahawks. If you're going to be a playoff team, hell yeah, we should beat Seattle. The Bengals are up and down right now. Uh, look at the Cardinals. Uh, now, it might be a short week having to go to Arizona. The Cardinals don't have to write who about. The Raiders have uh, not lived up to expectations in the AFC West. So uh, who knows? You can go on a winning streak. Now, that's one thing. I don't know if we could do that now, but we've done that in the past with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. When all of a sudden, can you go on that handful uh, of winning streaks? Like, uh, can you win uh, five games or half a dozen in a row? Then all of a sudden, everybody forgets that poor start when, uh, you know, you laid a few eggs. But no, a big win uh, against Seattle. Uh, and, and, and I thought, uh, let me tell you, you know, everybody wants the franchise quarterback. And if I'm a Seahawks fan, oh, I wish we had Russell Wilson. Man, well, what is Russell Wilson going to do better than, uh, than Geno Smith? He ain't going to do better than what Geno Smith has for, uh, done so far this year. His quarterback rating was almost 140, and he had uh, three touchdowns, 268 yards. I mean, uh, you don't think Geno Smith did that? Look at, look at Lockett average, 21 yards uh, reception. DK Metcalf, 18. The tight end, uh, Font, 16 and a half. Uh, no vet. So, uh, I mean, think of the weapons and how you're having the right quarterback. You know, so a lot of times everybody's worried about who's the next Saints quarterback. Who's going to be the next Saints quarterback? All I know is Andy Dalton's playing winning football for us right now with the combination of Taysom Hill. You think Andy Dalton cares if Taysom Hill comes in the game at quarterback. No. He could care less. Oh, no, I want to be in the game all the time. I'm the man. What? Andy Dalton wants to win. He doesn't care if Taysom Hill comes in there and contribute. So it's all a combination of putting everybody together and come away with a winning performance. All I know is you scored 30-some points you should never lose. And the Saints scored 39. So, Christian, I would say, let's say we had 29 points you should never lose. If you're in the high 20s, if your defense is doing their job, which we need our defense to do, you should be able to win. Hopefully that's the case against Cincinnati. Like, I think if we can hold Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, I don't know, let's say 24, 26 points, something like that, well, well we should win because I think they're that explosive. But then our offense have to do something. But we can't get in a, a, a shootout like back and forth and give up those chunk plays like we did today. Again, I'm going to say that as we go to the break. Uh, 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 I, I haven't witnessed this. Touchdown drives, five plays, three plays, three plays, two plays. Come on. 
experienced defense that we have. If you have a championship defense, you do not do that. You do not allow that. And that has to be the strength of our team this year is our defense. And that was embarrassing even though we won the game considering those chunk plays we gave up. We're just getting started here. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. The point after Saints win 39-32. This is the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 39-32, Saints win. Welcome back to the point after. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. We find Big John. What's going on, Big John? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Christian. Hey, Bobby. I called first off to say I'm going to eat crow because I picked LSU and y'all destroyed me on that when I called y'all a bunch of goofballs. So, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was like uh, from the get-go. Uh, look, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Uh you know, in hindsight, coaching, and you call a fair catch on the kickoff there, and you you don't fumble. You can't. Uh, Tennessee was too good to start that way for the Tigers. Big John, what you got about the Saints? All right, here's the thing. Andy Dalton, I think, is a great quarterback. I mean, he checked off perfectly. He was killing into the right play. He knows the coverages. I think putting tight pace in Hill in there in the game. My question to Bobby is, Bobby, with those two quarterbacks, it was Alvin Kamara. I came on Jeff Novak this morning, and I told Jeff and the other guy, I said, I guarantee you the Saints will cover this spread. I thought they had Jarvis Landry. I didn't know Landry was out. Right. But I, I said they'd win this. And this guy here, this guy Smith, who they got to get rid of this goofball. He is killing them, absolutely killing them. Well, yeah, Trey Quine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering, uh, uh, Big John, how much we've counted on, uh, or considering where he was drafted and expectations, no, uh, 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 look, Traquan Smith, uh, he's not, 
He's not garbage as a human being, uh, but he sure like played like garbage in a Saints uniform. Big John. I mean, he has not been. Listen, you want to hold him accountable, uh, but he's not up to the challenge, because then when he's ready to roll, uh, he's hurt. Okay, now he's healthy. Oh, he's not finishing the deal. Uh, you you got to make the catch. Look, uh, four targets, and Andy Dahl wanted to go to him because all of a sudden, okay, Michael Thomas is not playing. Jarvis Landry's not playing. Okay, uh, Chris Olave's out. Uh, uh, hello? Come on, Trey Smith. How about you step up and you take advantage of the opportunity? No, Andy Dalton, Big John, knows where to go with the ball. I don't know if I'd say Andy Dalton's great. I would say he's very good and is playing winning football, the combination of him and Taysom Hill. Uh, I mean, that uh, speaks volumes. Uh, I mean, you scored 39 points. Hell, if we scored 29, I said we should win. But uh, you cannot you tell – yeah, Big John, you cannot tell me that uh, t- how he processes distributing the ball because Drew Brees always did this. Okay, you look at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Dr- Drew would always hit sometimes maybe nine to 11 different receivers that, that how you process information. I, I think that uh, Andy Dalton's a different level than Jameis Winston. He just is. How he runs the offense, he looks more stable. He don't look like helter-skelter. Oh, no, what am, what am I going to do now? I, he looks more calm and understanding. Now, it might not always be where it needs to be through that one-out route uh, behind the receiver. But overall, he looks more, um, or I should say, less panicky, if that makes sense, and making plays in the pocket. Big John, going back to Traquan Smith, right now I would argue that Kirk Merrick is worth elevating and getting him on the field over Traquan Smith. I really would. I think Kirk Merrick, you, you could get, you're not going to get any worse play from Kirk, so why not? Yeah, but we brought in, uh, because he's been there before, I think he was with Carolina, Keith Kirkwood. Uh, Keith Kirkwood, so he was activated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Traquan, I think the Houdat Nation, we're we about uh, finished with him. I mean, he got to go. He's had too many chances. You might say, well, give him a chance. Okay, if we now... We've given him a handful of chances. Now we're on our second handful. Uh, then uh, you might have to admit, and uh, the organization, the Saints might not want to admit this, maybe we drafted him too high, and he has not quite worked out. He's also been set back by injuries, numerous injuries. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, but it's just one thing after the other. Okay, how about when you're healthy? Okay, uh, what, what he's truly had to help Drew Brees set the record in that one game? What he had, like 150 yards? Mm-hmm. How many times he did that? One time? Okay. He had one other game. Uh, okay, two. Right. Okay, how about you have three, four, five? No, no, as long I, as he's been in the league, he should have at least a handful of those. No, no. I, 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 listen, listen. When he dropped that ball down in the middle, you got to be freaking kidding me. The quarterback's hanging in there tough. Now you can't really cream the quarterback anymore. Uh, but but he's still, you, he still could get potentially hit in the chops. He makes a perfect throw, and Traquan's going to drop it. Come on, dog. Big John, thanks for the phone call. RG in Connecticut. Go ahead, RG. You're on. The Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, the point after. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, hey, listen, uh, I, I heard the uh, the pregame show, and I heard that it was an ugly win, and I completely agree. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of that 1980s movie, they, you know, when they chant the Wildcats, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi type of win. Uh, <laughs> you know, that said... Uh, you know, a little caveat, because I said that it's October, uh, the cheerleaders, breast cancer awareness, you know, got to give them all prompts. 
uh, real quickly. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, stepping aside from that, you know, I just wanted to give a little shout out to them because I have a son playing uh, high school football and the cheerleaders really do try their hearts out. But from what I heard today, I'm, I'm way up yonder in Connecticut, guys. I, I the, the TV did not show. I heard the game on the radio. Uh, and uh, Deuce, my man, thank you for like uh, keeping me play to play on to actually what was going on. But uh, you know, uh, from what I understand, we don't have any wide receivers. I mean, do we have well, any hurt. starting wide receivers? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, exactly. they all hurt. They all hurt. But 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 that's why. Uh, but this type game, uh, RG, uh, when you think about it. I have no problem with Alvin Kamara being uh, the number one target guy. He was with Chris Olave till he got knocked out. But uh, Alvin Kamara having six targets, uh, six receptions, no. Uh, the success he's had against the Seahawks is monumental. Uh, the, 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 the Seahawks are his whipping boy. Uh, I mean, uh, when you look at it, he came into the game, the two previous games he averaged 170 Yards, uh, total yards on scrimmage today, he had 194. And believe you me, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, they were aware of Alvin Kamara. Now that one fumble, come on, we got, we, we, listen, you are not going to win. We got to be on the plus side, not the minus. Uh, being minus one for the game, now minus eight for the season, no. Uh, if that continues, we're going to lucky to be 500. I'm just telling you right now, if we do not win the turnover battle, when it's all the dust is all going to settle, you know what's going to happen. And when you're playing um, 17 games, you're going to be like seven and ten, like the Seahawks were last year. And what did they view? Oh, Pete Carroll, the first losing season he's had in a decade. Well, uh, Dennis Allen doesn't want to start with a seven and seven, seven and ten type campaign. So no, that, that, that's where we're at. If we don't get in the plus side and a turnover margin. That's what's going to end up happening. I, it doesn't have to be plus three, plus four to make up a lot of ground. No, you cannot keep continuously being minus one, minus one. Oh, we were even. No, we got to end up on the plus side to turn this around. Because if we don't, um, you're not going to win anything. You're going to be lucky if you're 500. And then if you're not 500, you're going to understand why. Because uh, this something uh, is a stat uh, that does not lie. And I'm going to say this, and I said it in, in, the, uh, in the pregame, that if you look at it, the Saints committed the NFL worst 11 turnovers, which resulted in owning the NFL worst uh, uh, you know, turnover margin at minus seven, where now we're minus eight. And then I'm, I'm going to leave you with this because we go to the break. This is winning football. This, this is not an opinion or, oh, hey, Barry, you're you and your stats. What are you talking about? Let me tell you about this stat. You want to talk about proof in the pudding. From 2017 to 2020, the Saints committed the fewest turnovers in any NFL team. That was 59 and had the second best turnover margin in that span at plus 39. We're now we're minus eight and also recorded the most wins in any other team with 49 in that span. So when we all of a sudden are plus 39, when you think about the turnover margin, and we've committed the fewest turnovers. We have the most wins in the whole NFL. Not top five, top ten. No, number one. So you think we're going to keep winning if we continue to do this? We're not going to win. You might win one, you lose one, you lose two, you win one. You're going to go back and forth. 
And uh, listen, I'm glad we won, but you cannot be minus eight in that turnover margin, minus one for the game. Gotta Unacceptable. Stop. Unacceptable. Got to stop turning the football over. It just has to happen. RG, thanks for the phone call. Coming to Taysom in Metairie, along with Mike, Hollywood, Brian, and Jeremy. And you too at 504-260-1870. Saints win 39-32. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after. Saints win 39 39- 32 over the Seattle Seahawks. Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Right back to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines. We'll get to taste them in a minute, Bobby. Okay. I want to squeeze right. in Jeremy uh, on line eight. Go ahead, Jeremy. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Bobby, Christian, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, what uh, you got? Yeah, I want I want to get to today was the Taysom Hill show. Amen. Hey, I mean. If it wasn't for Taysom Hill today, I don't know where this team it – it wouldn't have ended like it did. Listen to these numbers. Yeah. Listen to these numbers, Jeremy, because I, I, yeah. I, I talked about it earlier in, in the locker room show, but it's, it bears repeating. It's that good. Nine rushing attempts, 112 yards, three touchdowns, one passing touchdown, four total touchdowns, a special teams tackle, a key block that allowed – Alvin Kamara to get the first down, which in essence, and it wasn't no wuss block. It's no. like a real NFL block. No, how you got to, uh, yeah, it, how you got to block your opponent. Yeah, and it, that was a linebacker he was blocking, right? Uh, and that sprung Alvin Kamara for a first down, which essentially allowed the Saints to get into their their um, their victory formation yep, in the game. Yep, in the game, and and then you throw in there because just look at his history. There needs to be a, a category, you know. They don't have the Pro Bowl anymore, but like All Pro. How about uh, utility or uh, jack of all trades? Just they have something. it in baseball. Yeah, why don't you have? Uh, because nobody'd be competing with Taysom Hill. <laughs> he would be the all-decade player. And then we became. Listen, how many guys can have said they accomplish what they've accomplished? Uh, what, what Taysom has accomplished so far in the NFL? And guess what? I also turned the game around in Tampa Bay and I blocked a punt. Uh, so you can make a list. Christian, it's more than a handful. It's going into two handfuls. I have a dozen plus of different influential plays he's done as a professional player. Listen, people are going to roll their eyes about, about what I'm going to say here. But when you look at, as Bobby pointed out, the impactful plays over his career, the NFL has never seen a player like this. No. They've no, never seen no, a player you like this. you got to go old school when you had two-way players. you got to go back when they wore leather helmets. A like, like, uh, you got to go back to like the 50s, 60s uh, before they, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Paul uh, Brown said, okay, I'm going to have a plexiglass face mask. But they stuff. weren't as dynamic um, on either. You know, like, in other words, with those two-way players, they were either predominantly an offensive player that could play decently for you on defense because roster sizes were smaller. In today's day and age, with these roster sizes as big as they are, they've never seen a player like Taysom Hill. Hey. And I think that he, I think that if you hear me out on this, if you take all that into consideration, shouldn't there be a Hall of Fame possibility for a player like that? Yeah, but the reason why there won't be because uh, what other team has a player like Taysom Hill? Nobody. They well, have nobody. You, you they, have no, the, they, they have nobody that it's not Taysom's fault, but they have nobody who could potentially catch an NFL touchdown in a real game, run for a touchdown in a real game, and throw for a touchdown in a real game. This is the NFL. This is not arena football, or you just trying to like uh, make it. It's not college. This is the best of the best. Nobody's done this. He's like the galloping ghost. You talk about Red Grange. Uh, you talk about uh, Jim Tharp. No, Taysom Hill is above and beyond. The only thing is, now, when you get beat up 
And the only thing that ever holds Taysom back, you look at his passion and his heart, is if he's hurt. And you know, if he has some type of injury. That's why you never heard of Taysom Hill coming out of Brigham Young, because he got hurt in college. And he was under the radar. He goes to Green Bay, and we stole him away. And then he was unbelievable healthy at the beginning of his career in a Saints uniform. And then he got hurt. Right now, the Huda Nation, we praying for Taysom. Uh, we burning candles, uh, saying rosaries. Uh, 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 you know, I know he's a good Mormon or whatever. Can Taysom Hill be available for the game to help us win? But all the fans, they said, oh, he needs to be QB1. Well, but what is QB1? The starting quarterback? Is that what That's that means? That's a fantasy term. Uh, uh, okay. Taysom Hill will never, ever be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That does not have anything to do with his success and his production in the National Football League. Every team will want Taysom Hill. But how uh, Pete Carmichael oh, and oh, the, the Saints utilize it today, that's how you got to utilize them. We're missing something as well. Remember, Deontay Hardy left the game as a returner. He returns kicks. Uh, uh, well, and does a pretty good job of it. Uh, uh, returning kicks, and uh, you might say, uh, Deontay Hardy, I think he about checked out. Uh, he, he's about uh, uh, wanting uh, to go in another direction. And you look, okay, we put Callaway back there. Uh, I, I like Callaway's production. We, he averaged uh, 12 and a half yards of perm return. He had a long perm return of 21. You know, I always tell you if you double digits are around 14 yards, you end up being a pro bowler. If you know in the heart of you know what we were doing this year, uh, we had five yards of punt return, 27. We were 27 in the NFL. Not winning football. Yeah, I'm so, about uh, finished with Deontay Hardy. So, 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 yeah, no, I think he wants to get paid. And I, and I said this last week. If Deontay Hardy wants to get paid, you know how you get paid? If the Saints don't want to pay you, someone will pay you. How about you run a touchdown all the way? Then you put the pressure on the Saints whether they're going to pay you or not. You know I've always been a little bit critical of Deontay Hardy, even though the, the year – or two that he was an all-pro, he can't break any tackles at all. He's going down. You get an arm on him, he's going down. And now you put the, you, you put the ball on the ground last week. Um, look, you haven't been that explosive. I, I would not be upset whatsoever if Dennis Allen says, no, we're making a change. We're going to put Callaway back to return punts and Taysom to, to return kicks. Yeah, uh, because I, I think, again, uh, Callaway – I mean, Callaway. I, I think uh, Deontay Hardy might be checked out or something. I don't know when injury – uh, he's dealing with, uh, but uh, he was kind of a flash in the pan, being not only Pro Bowl but All Pro in that first season, coming out of uh, Assumption, Assumption College. But uh, what what have you done for me lately? That has not uh, been the case. Uh, but Chris, you're looking at uh, Taysom Hill, uh, three kick returns. Like you said, also he had a long gain of 26. I'll tell you, 25 yards or more. And the kick return good is as good as anyone in the NFL. Now, How many reps uh, do you think uh, he got uh, doing that this week? Was that? How many reps do you think he got doing that this week? None. See, I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe one. He might have got, Chris, I don't know. We can't say that we hadn't been in practice. But look, but, but he's not like they're, they're saying uh, that he's totally focused on that. He got so much on his plate. He's going to all the different meetings. He's going to special teams. He's going to quarterback guess, meetings. I would venture a guess, Bobby, that he might have taken one rep all week. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not doubt that. Uh, but he's aware of what he has to do. Because yeah. he knows they're going to utilize him uh, on all the special teams. Uh, but there's uh, a punt return. He could be the up man, a punt cover, whatever, a punt block or whatever, a kickoff return. And then you got to go in the quarterback meeting room, in the tight end meeting room. No, I'm telling you, the, the NFL has not witnessed a player uh, like Taysom. If Taysom Hill was playing in New York <laughs> or if he was in Chicago or I'm just saying, but let's just say New York because the Bears suck. The, the Bears suck and, <laughs> and maybe the Rams, but they don't really care out there. But let's just say he was in New York. I think they care about football. Like the Giants and Jets, 
Oh, my God. They, they, they would think Taysom Hill's the best thing ever. Did they Can we name an award after him in the NFL? Like some utility award, outstanding utility player, and and, and oh, make a, Swiss Army knife. a statue of him. Yeah, get the Swiss Army knife to sponsor it. Yes, well, come on. Who's Taysom's agent? Uh, I mean, uh, Swiss Army knife. Come on, Taysom. You, you could definitely be their number one spokesman in the world, and everyone can relate to what you're trying to sell. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. 39-32 Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything. Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the point after Saints win 39-32 over the Seattle Seahawks along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. I'm Christian Garrick on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Let's go to Hollywood and Thibodeau. What's going on, Hollywood, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Hollywood, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hello, Bobby. Hello, Christian. How you making out? All right, Hello, Hollywood. Hollywood. What you got? Hey, Bobby, uh, we finally got a W. It's been a while, like a couple of weeks. Right. Maybe three Hey, it finally feels good to win in your Orleans at the house, all right? Yep. Hey, I want to know, could we give a game ball to Taysom Hill and Cam Jordan? Well, he did. Yeah, well, we, uh, listen, without a doubt, a, a, a game ball. I mean, I, I think uh, without Taysom Hill, uh, I, I don't know, uh, we come out on top. I think he was that much of a difference maker uh, setting the tone. And then uh, when you look at Cam, uh, I mean, uh, listen, that's a wily veteran. Uh, they gave him a sack and a half. I think Demario Davis j- jumped on the pile. Uh, that that should have been two sacks for Cam instead of a sack and a half. But he had two quarterback carries, two tackles for a loss. Uh, no, uh, Cam. Um, I still think the most outstanding defensive player so far this year, the most active, though, and he forced a fumble. Uh, Onyemata ended up, I think, uh, recovering, has been Pete Werner. Pete Werner has been, if you look at now, uh, our defense is maybe not what you'd want it to be as far as uh, where they're ranked. But uh, Pete Warner, to me, and we're all about uh, getting Quan Alexander, uh, Pete Warner is the least of our problems right now. Uh, now, on the back end, uh, who we plugging and playing for safety, Marcus May being out, P.J. Williams being out. I think that affected Hollywood uh, when we got burnt with those chunk spl- splash plays. You know, with Adebo uh, helping out on top, uh, when you got J.T. Graves, a special teams guy, and then, uh, Chris, I can't think of his name, number 30. Who, Justin uh, Evans. Yeah, uh, Evans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that's – if you look how the ball and where it landed and ex- the help you're expecting, that was one thing last year we did not have uh, when you had on the back end Marcus Williams. 
See, those type plays. Let's not forget, D.K. Metcalf dropped a touchdown pass. That yeah, ball should have been caught. No, and, and that was against Bradley Roby, though. And, no, I'm, I'm and, just saying. I can call. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a touchdown that was dropped. Geno Smith put it right there. So, uh, no, uh, right now I could say I'm kind of somewhat disappointed in our secondary considering how dominant they were in training camp. I witnessed and I've participated in a number of NFL training camps, and our defensive backs were that good. Well, you got to process that, and you got to do that in, in, in the season. Come September, October, November, December. Uh, like I said, Paulson and Debo. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Debo's been all August. Uh, we need him to be all fall and going into the winter. Now, you know, come back and like Bradley Roby. We need all those cats to step up. Lattimore got humbled against Justin Jefferson. I thought he bounced back this game. You think it's going to get easier against the Bengals? Uh, the the Bengals think they have the best trio uh, trio receivers. Uh, now, just starting with Jamar Chase, you look at uh, T.J. Higgins uh, and, and all that. And Taj Boyd. Uh, yeah, all of that. So it ain't going to get easier. So that's why the best pass coverage is a pass rush. But, again, on the back end, I'm still concerned where we're at with the safeties. What? Uh, we pay, what is Marcus made? What is hurting him? I mean, is he even really contributing? I think it's an ankle. I have to look at my notes. I'm like, where's that? Uh, let me see. Marcus May, I got it, his rib. Oh, I got, they got a shot in the rib. I'm going to shoot up your ribs. Go out there and play. It's not your head. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But Marcus May, I mean, I, and the dude's a good dude. We interviewed him in the training camp. He sounded like a good guy. I, I, I wouldn't care if he couldn't stand my guts. How about you go there and, and kick butt? Like uh, when we would in, in, in interview C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he'd look at me like, hey, yo, man, what, what do you want to talk to me for? And I was like, hey, I just, I, I, I'm all on your side. Chris, man, when I was, I was, I was asking him about. Just football? Yeah, to, to ask him a comparison about. Uh, oh, yeah, he thought you were setting him up between, uh, uh, between um, uh, yeah, but, 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 Chris uh, Richard, Chris Richard and, and Aaron Glenn. And, and Aaron Glenn, who's not a D with with uh, the Lions. I'll say, no, I, I'm trying to compliment both those guys who are coaching. You thought I was setting them up. But Hold listen, on, Bobby. I, have no, I do not uh, worry about any of the players and how they interact with the media. You could be the biggest jerk. How about you just kick ass on the field? And if you do that, the fans are going to embrace you. All right, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Thibodeau, uh, I mean, Hollywood and Thibodeau was one game balls. Look, if we gave out – we did the Saints Radio Network MVP, but – if we did hand out game balls, I think Taysom would get one. AK should get one. 194 total yards. Cam Jordan, as you mentioned, a sack and a half. And I think, look, this is going to be blasphemy, but I think Andy Dalton should get an honorable mention. I know he only threw for 187 yards, but 16 to 24, a touchdown. He did have that interception that he threw, but I thought he's a big reason why the Saints were 8 of 14 on third down. That's winning football. Your quarterback has to be good on third down, and he was. He gets an honorable mention, if not maybe a half a game ball. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and Christian, along those lines, uh, you got to protect the football. Um, that even though Alvin Kamara was outstanding, and he's been outstanding against the Seahawks, uh, that was monumental. You cannot turn over the ball. That's why if I'm going to give Alvin Kamara a ball, I'd give Andy Dalton one, but I'm not giving either one of them. Because uh, okay. Alvin Kamara had the FOMO and, and Andy Dalton with the interception. Because we cannot afford that. But I like you saying that Andy Dalton, that was a big part why we were 57% on third down. We're going in 8-14. Eight, eight, eight Let me 14. remind the, the audience, that is Drew Brees' level of third down performance. Without a doubt. 
That is Drew Brees at his best, what we've done on third down. So uh, Drew Brees at his best would have been 8 of 14. Uh, He'd have been uh, like 7 of 14 or 6 of 14. Yeah, 6 of 14 in that range, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the Saints were highly efficient. Um, 8 of 14 on third down. That that doesn't happen just by happenstance, not luck. It's consistent play in particular at the quarterback position. All right, let's step away and come back to your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. It's the point after. Saints win 39-32. Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick. This is the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after. 39-32 Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks. Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Time now for Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by a friend and company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. And we don't do it traditionally like this, Bobby, but given the Saints were second in the league in committed and penalties, penalties, yes, only six for 57 yards, that is winning football. Outstanding. Outstanding. Considering that uh, the Seahawks doubled that. Yeah, 12 for 85. 12 for 85. Okay. Chris, I tell you this all the time, nine penalties or more, 100 yards, just like a touchdown. What was the score, 39-32? Yeah. Uh, that makes all the difference even right there. Though you might say it, it doesn't make a difference. When you chart every game, look at nine penalties or more or 100 yards and how that unfolds. No, a diamond in the rough, hell yes. Uh, that means uh, we are more disciplined. Maybe they're paying attention to detail, only having six penalties for uh, 57 yards compared to uh, the Seahawks having 12 penalties. Right back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Taysom in Metairie. What's going on, Taysom? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. Yeah, so guys, this is probably going to be a, a couple of comments that's not going to be popular with the fan base. This is James but, and Jefferson. Uh, but, as I told you, did your mama name you Taysom or what? <laughs> no, but, but listen, listen, I mean, he's uh, I mean, you're right about uh, Bobby, about uh, Andy. I prefer Taysom, but I like them both, you know, the way they play. But the, the thing is, he, Andy's just better. He's got better poise. He makes better decisions. He has more accuracy. I mean, I, I know this is not going to sound crude, but if they put James back in as a starter, somebody needs to get fired over there. It's, everybody can see that he's not, it's not working with him. The other thing is that's not going to be popular, but Mark needs to sit down. Ingram needs to sit, man. You got to find another running back. I think, I think, I think like uh, like like uh, Denver picked up Murray. Uh, Carolina's got Deontay Foreman sitting on the bench or on the practice squad. Get that guy a look, but he's just he, he's, he's getting too old for the so, game. So so so, so, so Taysom uh, from Metairie, uh, you think right. we maybe need to go in a different direction than Mark Ingram now? Uh, considering that, uh, you know, Kamara averaged four and a half yards a carry. And uh, when you look at this, and, and this is not an opinion, uh, that uh, the bottom line is that, that uh, the Seahawks defense, they can't stop a cold. They were not a good run defense coming into this game. And so uh, I'm looking at Ingram. He averaged 1.8 yards. And then the right home about, and uh, listen, uh, they were 29, giving up 154 yards a game. So, uh, but Ingram, that production, no, that that was unacceptable. Uh, he had enough chances, nine carries, uh, 1.8 yards. You think he'd be more productive than that? And, and I think right now, if we're going to try and be the glass half full instead of half empty, 
uh, our offensive line run blocks better than they pass block. Now, I'm not saying that's every play, but if you look at the sample size, they are a run blocking better O-line than pass protecting. That's why you need a quarterback that knows where to go with the ball and get rid of it, uh, hit the yards after the catch, dump it off the ball, haven't sustained drives, convert on third down. But, uh, but Taysom, have you ever seen a Saints game or witnessed a Saints game as of late? And this would primarily be, you know, since 2006. Because this, I look at the winning era, you know, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, 2006 to now. So that's well over a, a, a dozen years. Have you ever witnessed a game where we had 48 rushing attempts and we were in a dogfight? If we'd have had 48 rushing attempts, I'd say, oh, the game's well in hand. We just try to uh, uh, take the air out of the balloon and just get the game over because uh, we're winning by double digits and the game's all uh, said and done. I don't know, just to show you how things have changed. Now, you might have seen a game with Drew where uh, we would have 48 passing attempts and we had, let's say, 24 uh, uh, yeah, rushing attempts. saw that a lot. So not 25 with counting taste, but 25 passing attempts and 48 rushing attempts. But you know what? The fans just want to win. You, you, you might think they want to be highly entertained. They like the ball uh, thrown all over. The Seahawks were very entertaining, but they didn't win. Look at those chunk plays they had. The bottom line is you got to win the game. I mean, however you get about it and however you go about it, uh, I know one thing. Uh, we're going to give up the football. we still got to take it away more defensively. Uh, we still not taking away the football like we need to if we're going to be truly successful. All right, Taysom, thanks. Taysom, thanks for the phone call. Right to Jay and Luling on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Jay, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Thanks for taking my call. So here's a question. So is the Debo's play really questionable? I mean, he's really – I just can't figure this guy out. It's just – it doesn't seem like he's playing his abilities. Maybe I'm wrong. Bob, you're the expert in Right, this. right. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jay, that's a good point because I'll tell you what, uh, how we were bragging on him on training camp, uh, he ain't been that shutdown corner that we expected from week one to two now. But you know what he was getting away with in training camp? Handsy. Yeah. He was real handsy, and then in practice they don't call penalties. So when you Unless think – Blatant and obvious. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and they got officials, and, and and they might call it out. You, you know what we need to do, and, and I might tell Dennis Allen this, or, or, or anybody in the Saints organization, because they got the money. Every practice we have, they should have officials out there. Come on, you could pay for that. So you make the players more disciplined. Say nope, 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 and, and you might the coach might tell the officials, I want you to call this like a real game. Don't let them get away with anything. So then it's going to teach them in the back of their mind they might not be overly aggressive or handsy. No, that's uh, – listen, you think you can get away with that, but no, we're going to call that a penalty. Okay, I, I think that may, might be critical. I, I, I agree with you. I like the idea, but how are you going to get these officials to come – you get in high school? You're going to pay high school officials? Well, no. Yeah, yeah, but, but, listen, you, you, anybody, if you pay them, then yeah, they'll show up. Yeah, but do they really know the rules? Come on, how many – how many people walking this earth know the rules and, and what causes, what, what constitutes uh, pass interference? Heck, the that's NFL officials why, don't always know. That's why you got to have year-round officials so they don't have to have a real job and you're paying them a quarter million dollars plus to do this year-round. You can have them at the OTAs. You can have them at the mini camps. You can have them at the training camps. Before you know it, it's a year-round job and they be, it can be more efficient 
at their job and their craft. Conversation for three and a well, half yeah, years well, now. that's what they need to do. The NFL has enough money. I mean, come on, full-time officials. Now you got lawyers, you got professors and all that. If you want to be a lawyer, go be a lawyer. If you want to be a professor, go be a professor. You want to be an NFL official, uh, you come do this. We're it's gonna the best-paying part-time uh, uh, gig on the planet. No, not part-time. No, I'm talking not, about as it is currently. No, but and you reward. You're going to tell me they, they wouldn't have qualified people in the world, the United States, if you're paying them two hundred fifty to 300000 Well, some of these White Houts are making six figures. Well, whatever it is, yeah, whatever that number might be, you could get uh, a quality individuals that could be held accountable, and you know they're going to be uh, uh, graded, and that hey, you might be here one month, and you next, uh, you go on the next, and you're always going to be held accountable what you do. Bobby, you gave me an idea. Maybe I'll, I'll go try to be an NFL official. No, Christian, no, I'm kidding. I'm very happy where I am now. No, Plus, I know I couldn't do that. No, no Christian, just I'd think, have to lose a bunch of weight because they 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 care uh, about your physique. No, we can get you in shape like you did in the Marines. You got to go <laughs> run around and all that. But uh, no, you got a bunch of listen. If you're 50 or 60 year old and you can run and hang with the youngsters, that that's all fine and dandy. But you have to be right. You, you cannot tell me. Think think of an incentive. How we all love football. If you could be an official. And you, you want to better your family or your lifestyle. Now, you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be judged harshly. But you're going to get paid between two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand. 300000 I mean, sign, I, me up. I, sign me up. I'm going to try and do that. And then, and then you do that year-round. So you go to all the different camps, OTAs, minicamps, training camps. So you try to teach and educate the players that you're not going to get away with this in the game. We're going to call that a penalty. So I think with Adebo, he was outstanding in August. Because they're really the officials. They were there sometimes. They're not there all the time. And then you get away with stuff, and then they call it in a real game. And then you feel like, well, what are you calling? 39-32 Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks, now 2-3 and three on the season. Coming back to your calls, we're also going to hear from Saints All-Pro defensive end Cam Jordan after the win. He had a sack and a half in the victory. This is the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 39-32 Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks. Snapping a three-game losing skid, getting a win at home. Back here on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, Cam Jordan. Saints All-Pro defensive end, a sack and a half in the victory over the Seahawks. Here is the All-Pro talking about the victory over Seattle. Oh, y'all get microphones now? It reminds me of of fifth grade, popcorn. Uh, Cam, two sacks a day and a win. Tell us how good how does it feel. I heard it was 1.5. I heard Double D jumped on and, and at the very end and somehow still have. But I, I like what you're thinking. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we, we kept saying it the whole time. We're putting on us. we put it on the trenches. we gotta, uh, we got to make sure the D-line is involved early and often in Geno's uh, face and his, and his life today. And I think we accomplished that. Hey, Cam, what's it like for you from the sidelines watching Taysom Hill when he's having that kind of performance? Man, I mean, you saw him get out of there. He's like, oh, oh, high knees. There, there you go. You know, uh, Sean P said at one time he was the fastest quarterback in the last however many years. He probably, knowing Sean, he probably put like 35 years on it. Um, but, I mean, he, he showed he showed some wheels. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, that's what we needed. Whatever it takes. I've been preaching, you know, all 60 minutes and whatever it takes. It may not have been a pretty win, but that's a win. And we can start building off of that. We can clean a lot of sh- stuff up. But we can build off of that. Cam, you guys haven't been one in four since 2015. How? What was the sense? I don't know. Week? I'm not going to talk about one in four. We are two in three. But going into this week, what was it? 
you know. every every chance you have on this on this wonderful field on this game that we play uh, in the NFL, we've got 17 guaranteed opportunities. Each one becomes more and more increasingly important. We are trying to find a win at it, whatever whatever it takes. That WIT mentality is, is going to stick for a long time. So we didn't want to be one and two. We didn't want to be one and three. We, we can't be one and four. We have to find a way to win. We found a way to win today. Cam, I know you guys gave up more yards and more points than you would have liked, but talk about that last drive and the third down play and forcing Gina to go backwards. And I mean, does that kind of make up for some of the other things? I don't think happened? it makes up for anything. I mean, the fact that we let one of those big gash runs happen and we've let them happen in the fourth quarter too many times, um, that can't, you can't make an excuse for that. I do love that it ended in a Cam Jordan sack, but that's just a personal situation. Um, I think that in terms of what our team wants to do, we, we have to tighten up some things. Uh, you can't let them score at the end of the half. You can't let them run a 60-yard touchdown in. And I mean, granted, they're a good team. A lot of these are self-inflicting, and we have to clean that up ASAP. Cam, one thing I was going to ask, too, was just that question about the 60-yard Which one, the 110 sacks? About the 60-yard run, it looked like there was something in the middle of the line, at least. Um, were y'all, did y'all there was, there was a, there was a, there's a, he, he had a nice cutback and, um, you know, whatever it is, I can't wait to break down the film and, and figure that one out ASAP. You can't have that. I mean, with our defense, there's no way they should have been able to uh, amass the amount of yards they did on the ground that they did. Okay, just talk a little bit about getting Malcolm Roach back in the lineup, just kind of the boost he gave to the defensive line. Today. You saw the juice. I mean, he had zero, he had zero vertical. I'm pretty sure my four-year-old daughter could jump higher than Malcolm Roach did off of his celebration. But the explosive, the explosive abilities that he has, the playmaking ability he has, that's what separates him. I mean, you love that high energy. I mean, granted, he's got like 75 pounds of tape on one of his ankles, so that's probably the reason why. But, I mean, you love to see Roach back in rotation. Big Roach is, is, a, is, a, is a playmaker. Cam, like I asked Coach, one of nine on, on third down for Seattle, oh for one on, a, on fourth down. Just what was the key to getting them off the field those late downs? I didn't know that stat, but I like that. Um, just just that. I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier at the beginning of this is, you know, relying on relying on getting pressure on them. You know, they have the roll two boots. They have all that. We put that on the D-line. There's a couple times where we were able to get in his face, take away tight end coming across. Um, you know, Pete Werner, Damara Davis playing their derrieres off um, in terms of covering those tight ends, those mismatches. I think our DBs, we had a couple of guys go down, and it was next man up mentality. I mean, Chris Harris popped up like Tuesday, and he was already playing Sunday. Um, draft class 2011, gotta love to see it. Um, when you think about you know all that we did and all the good things we did, uh, and all the bad things we did, you, it seems like the good outweighed the bad. But that being said, if we play a sound game, how much farther along would we be? Camp uh, lost uh, seven of your last nine in the dome. Did it, did it feel though today like some of the- I'm gonna let you keep control of that stat. All I see is the next game. I'm just trying to get the next win. I do love that dome field advantage felt like that today. I mean, the, the fans were definitely heard uh, real clear, real reactive. It was loud as, as it needed to be. Um, and I got to love that. Yeah, y'all held them to one and nine, I think, on third down. Uh, yep, that's what she said. Uh, and I was, like, I was like, ooh, one of nine, that's a heck of a number. Um, you know, for sure. And I mean, had we held them to zero and nine, we might even be a better place. Hit it. Thanks, Cam. Uh, <laughs> Nine-point swing uh, uh, to end that first half with Seattle jumping on top. How big was that turnover to start that 
that second half. That was huge. Um, and, and the Pete just, Burner? Yeah, and, ju and just Burner. getting a turnover, because you've talked about that in terms of forcing turnovers, that defense wanted to do it more. Absolutely. Um, if we can get one, we can get two, but it starts with one. And I mean, no matter how it comes, you know, DK, we, we know what he's doing. He's, he's, he's a monster down the field. His go ball plus his go ball plus his go, and then he's got to go. Um, you know, he comes over the middle, you have to make him pay, and I think they did just that. You know, it seems every week Marshawn is in one of these kind of knockdown, drag out matchups with a with a wide receiver one. Today it was DK Metcalf. You know, when you watch him out there, just just giving it all against that just huge wide receiver. You know, what is that? What do you see from that? In that's that's our premier CB one. I mean, and so he he jumps and jumps to the task every week. Um, it's exactly what we expect from from uh, Marshawn. Sean's going to do what he does. I mean. I can I can always rest easy knowing that you know we don't have to worry about what kind of coverage we're putting on. We're putting Marshawn on somebody, and that's that's that. And we'll worry about where everything else. And then it has to become a combination of him covering it, but he can't cover for 12 seconds. So it's got to be on a part of the D line too to get to the quarterback. Cam, I feel like I should ask you about your T-shirt. Big Dinos, yeah, yeah, one punch man. I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. Look, I, I may not be able to finish everything in one blow, so that's why you know I went for. In my mind, he's like an anti-hero, and I like that. I'm not trying to be here. I'm trying to be everybody's worst villain. Cam, you do have 110 sacks now. Mm. What does that milestone mean? Say it again. Just, um, you know, in my mind, it should be 110 and a half, but I'm sure WD jumped in at the very last second, which is crazy to me. Good for him. It all comes full circle. I will get it back. Um, right now, nothing, as long as it ends in a win. Um, you know, there's some stats out there about multiple sack games equals a higher chance of us winning, and that's all I care about is winning. So if that's what it takes, I'm willing to get five a game if the Lord pulls it. Okay, one more minute. Yeah. Yes, Red Rifle is is next. I call him Double R. It's luxurious the way he passes the ball. That's oh. why he's a big, big Red Rifle. Andy Dalton, draft class 2011. All right. Last one. I'll ask you this because I feel like I might get a good answer. Do you understand what the punter was trying to do when he took off and tried to run? Yeah, there? he was trying to give us the ball. <laughs> and I think that he did a phenomenal job in his assignment. I think our special teams did a great job of, of uh, collapsing that pocket and, and making a, a punter feel uncomfortable, which I, it's probably not hard to do. Appreciate it. Saints All-Pro defensive end Cameron Jordan. 39-32, Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks. Coming back to your calls next here on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 39-32, Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks. Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick, it's the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. We find Tina in Metairie. Tina, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey guys, I just wanted to chime in on what Bobby said. Um, I totally agree with him. There's absolutely no excuse that the NFL refs cannot be full-time employees. They're making over $200,000 a year and they're getting paid full-time salaries for less, you know, less than part-time work. And the integrity of the NFL has been called into question for years because of the poor officiating. And there's just absolutely no excuse for this. Put them in class, have them work year round, eight to five jobs when no the season is an off season. You know, eight to five, watch film, give them tests, make them accountable. Have yeah, them go and, to OTAs, and, and, training and, camp practices. And, and then, Tina, there wouldn't really be uh, – there might be a little dead time, uh, like almost like if Same you're – for the players. Well, or the players, or if you're a school teacher, now you might teach summer school, or you might have a summer vacation. 
But, uh, you know, whenever those months uh, would come about for officials, but uh, there's enough of different camps, different teams, when you got 32 that you could go uh, and there's uh, uh, and, and be witnessing, uh, like uh, all the OTAs, uh, uh, training camp, when they actually have competition to educate the players. We're going to call this, we're not going to call uh, that. And then you got uh, all of August. And then it's almost like as a professional player, I'm not saying traditionally it's like six months on, six months off, because you do train year-round. But the NFL has the money to pay the officials and do, to do this right. And you guys yeah, say, they're oh. doing it now. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're making that kind of money. They're hesitant yeah. to do so, do so as health insurance, for one. Secondly— Well, pay the damn oh, health hold insurance. On, hold on, hold on. Secondly, the officials would want to form a union. And the NFL doesn't want to deal with another union. They already deal with the players' well, union, and that just gets, that just adds more uh, potential labor sh- uh, strikes. Or yeah, la- yeah, yeah. Not, not, it's a good point there because and, uh, the coaches are always uh, every uh, group wants to always uh, form maybe a union to protect their rights. But uh, I don't know how you could do this. Uh, now this would be the right thing. If you have officials, you have to hold them accountable. And if you're a bad official, uh, you know, when you look at like teachers union around the country, teachers unions. Okay, if you're a bad teacher, sorry, you're a bad teacher. We're not going to cover you behind. But the unions do that. You cannot have a bad official and then all of a sudden they, they, they're incompetent and they're just going to keep their job because they got seniority and all that. No, that's a bunch of BS. You got, you're going to be judged, you're going to be graded. And if you're good, you're going to keep your job. If you're not good, you're not going to uh, keep the job. I'm and fine so, with all that. And, and someone will step up. I'm fine with that, too. Now, I don't know if everyone can handle that, but that's what it has to be. You have to be held accountable because uh, you know, there's so much money involved in the NFL and how you have to be efficient. You're, not, you're going to be a human being. You're not going to be perfect, but you have to do things consistently well. If you're too inconsistent, you're going to get a bad grade. Therefore, you cannot be an official, and you got to go and do something else. You just got to go do something else because there's a bunch of lawyers, professors who are officials, and I do. I think they do an outstanding job, considering they have uh, more than one responsibility. They might be a college professor, they might be a lawyer, and they're also an NFL official. How about you focus just on being the best lawyer you could be, the best college professor you could be? Are the best NFL official you could be. Well, what's wrong with that? But Considering we... the money that's involved with NFL games where you almost have to have it right and you could second guess, uh, challenge the call. Look at the bang-bang play with Chris Olave and uh, what's a football move? And now it seems like they've got the football move right and they did it right. They did not rip off the Saints. Okay, he made a football move and he came down with the catch, touchdown Chris Olave. So what if Dennis Allen and his uh, group of coaches didn't understand uh, the rules? Maybe they don't challenge that because, you, uh, you know, you didn't come down with the catch. You didn't finish the catch because you looked at to address that. That goes back to, I think it was Calvin Johnson, old school with the Detroit Lions versus the Bears. Okay, it looked like a touchdown to me, but it's almost you have to make like that one, two. You almost have to make like three steps with the ball in your hands under control for it to truly count. And, and so all that stuff needs to paying attention to detail. That's why you have to have full-time officials because it's not easy. Because you have to look at, okay, let's say you have an official in the booth and they're going to review stuff. Oh, however, New York, however you're going to review this going forward. Because the rules will constantly change. They're always going to change. To me, you know, it's the biggest challenge. And nothing against a 56-year-old official who's in shape and you got to run up and down the field. But you have to physically be able to do that. 
But think how mentally you have to be able to grasp things and gain time and real speed. Uh, to make calls like bang, bang, plays. When that, you don't have the opportunity to look at something in slow motion and you know what's right or what's wrong. But a lot of times, the, uh, you know, fans will see something on the, the, the view that they have on TV. Oh, that's wrong or that's right. But the bottom line, the money involved, you got to get it right. And you can't bamboozle the fans. If, if you get that right, then I, I think the fans will appreciate that. And I think it's all going to start, like Tina said, you have to have full-time officials. The NFL has the money to be able to do that. Tina, thanks for the phone call. Our Oakland Art Jewelers talking text lines are open. Saints win 39-32 over the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go right back to our Oakland Art Jewelers talking text lines. Air Force rep. What's going on, Air Force rep? You're on the point after on Force, the Community Air Coffee Force New Orleans Saints rep. radio network. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Here's, here's what, what I'm worried about. We're playing against a terrible defense, and we have to rely on our Taysom Hill card to beat them. What is our that, offense? That, that's a great point. That's a great point, Air Force rep. Because you look coming into the game, the Seahawks weren't last. They were one before last. And then you look versus the run or the pass. Uh, that They were like 29th at best. And I know there's only 32 teams. Yep. So, so, so that's a good point. We had to put uh, to pull uh, the rabbit, all the tricks that are trade the rabbit out of had to beat a team like Seattle. But that, that's the NFL. Uh, and, and, you know, who knows uh, Cincinnati, uh, what's going to come about uh, with them. But uh, it, it wasn't like Air Force Rep, like you said, uh, that, yeah, I, I'm encouraged that we won the game. Bobby, I but, dis- but I'm not overly encouraged considering uh, that where Seattle was at defensively. Bobby, I disagree with you and Air Force rep that it was the Taysom Hill card. Yeah, granted, he scored four touchdowns, but hear me out here. Alvin Kamara, as you mentioned, 103 yards rushing, uh, 91 receiving, 100, uh, 194 total yards. That led the, Those yards led to points as well. So it wasn't just the Taysom Hill train. And well, but, but, I, I but, think but, it does the Saints yeah, yeah. a disservice to say they were relying on Taysom Hill, the Taysom Hill card. No, this was a, a Russian attack. Now you could say the offense and offensive line in particular, when you run for 235 yards, man, that's getting it done. No, the, 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 the Taysom Hill card is to coincide uh, with the Alvin Kamara. Uh, the Saints had enough sense. Oh, Pete Carmichael and, uh, and Coach Allen just look at the past success he's had against Seattle. You might say, well, Seattle might figure it out, but their defense hasn't figured it out as far as the NFL, where they rank right now. So I think that's about right. Alvin Kamara had 29 touches. He had 23 carries, and he had uh, six receptions. So 29, I think that's about right. I think right now Alvin Kamara, that was ribs. He wasn't ready to roll. Uh, I think he should have high 20s, low 30s. Uh, we need him. We need him to be that productive. Uh, you, you look at Taysom Hill. Okay, he had uh, nine rushing attempts. Uh, he had uh, the one passing attempt. And then you look at the uh, return game. So he had uh, 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 three uh, kick returns. So you had that 12. Um, and I've, I've said this before. So he's involved uh, really when you look at not I'm talking about blocking as far as him touching the ball 13 times. So, um, no, no, I think that's about right. It should not be where, now, if we happen to play catch-up, are you panicking and what's going to come about? No, Taysom Hill, hell yeah. Taysom Hill, for sure, a dozen times a game, whether it's a kick returner, whether he's passing the football, whether he's catching it, whether he's running it, uh, he should be in that uh, 12 to 18 uh, attempt range as far as his having an influence on the outcome of the game. Air Force Rep, thanks for the phone call. Back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. We find Ron in Mandeville. What's going on, 
Ron, you're on the point after on a community coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Ron. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, 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 Ron. Ron. Take off your radio. Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. Awesome. Listen, I was at the game. It was a great experience. Uh, A couple of points with the previous callers. I was going to say, man, I thought it was great that they finally started utilizing Taysom Hill more. I don't really look at it as a card. We're just using a weapon that we have that we haven't been utilizing so far this season. But I do get the point is that, hey, it was a, not a very highly ranked defense, but I just think that we're going to start doing that more uh, along with Andy Dalton. Uh, the ones that worries with that is just the injury factor to, to Taysom. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's what kind of concerns me, concerns me there. But also along with the, the points of the refs, I definitely think they should be full-time. But also, listen, things are going so fast. I think that even if you're working full-time, you're not going to be able to catch everything. Right. Utilize the, we can put a damn camera and a pylon. Use what you have to get the call right. Right. You know yeah. like, use that. Ron, I, I'm with you. I don't know that the product necessarily, the product being the officiating, really improves drastically by making them full-time officials. I think these guys are pros. They, they, do, they work at their craft when they come to uh, mini camps, et cetera, and training camps. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I don't know that the, the product because they are human. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, well, 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 but you can make them better on judgment calls. Now, if somebody jumps off sides, they jump off sides. Now, I think you got to get reviews right today because of the money involved. And they got uh, it right today yeah, with Chris Olave. No, no I, and they got it right. So the the, the point being is that you're always going to have human error. But the human error has to be uh, almost like – it's not like what, like what happened in Nola no call. That's human error. That looks like the fix is on. You got to be freaking kidding me. You can never have nothing like that. And the NFL going forward, you cannot have like uh, Chicago Black Sox, and, and what happened in baseball. You cannot have uh, anything with the NBA because uh, that will come to fruition. Some individual might be challenged and might be on the take uh, because uh, you have so much money involved. That uh, that's why these uh, officials have to be on the straight and narrow, and they have to be in that, that constant investigation, and, and you have to have this uh, so it's always on the up and up, and that's why I don't understand. Now you might say, "Well, we're slowing down the game. We don't want to slow down the game. We want to get it right." But you got to get it right. I think we have the technology to get it right. The same thing in the future, when we uh, measure in a first down. Are we still doing the damn chain gang? You can do the chain gang for the uh, for the fans, but we can be so precise and say, well, hell yeah, we know. You can put a chip in the football to know exactly where you can spot that, whether it's for first down or not. Now, do you want that? I think we want that as fans because we want what's right is right and wrong is wrong. As long as I've been watching the National Football League, when it comes to technological advances or anything else, discipline, et cetera, or rule changes, they're um – they are more, um, I would say, reactive than proactive. Yeah, I mean, they always Johnny come lately or they wait and see. Uh, to me, uh, just buzz down, have somebody in the booth. Nobody's egos are getting stepped on. Nobody's hurt. We're going to get this right and, and make sure no matter who the team is, we're going to get this right home or away. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the point after Saints win over the Seattle Seahawks 39-32. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 39-32 Saints win over... The Seattle Seahawks, Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Right back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. We find Brian in Baton Rouge. Brian, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, guys. How's, how y'all doing? 
hey, it was a big win today. In fact, you know, I, I was looked it up because I was intrigued by uh, the, the number of rushes like Bobby was referring to. I thought it was going to be like Chuck Muncy, Tony Galbraith year, but we had 52 rushes in one game against the Rams, George Whoa. Rogers, rookie 81. <laughs> 50, so we ran it 50 times. But that's got to be up there near that. And, you know, when you have that many rushes, you either got a really – incredible uh, running game and, and it's successful or like in 81 we were horrible couldn't throw the ball at all but uh, you know I like this I, I think the Saints you know it was a, it was a tough win but I, you know love Cam and that that's the thing we had to sort of change our attitude I think it, we've looked like we had losing attitudes here for the last couple of weeks you know getting back in the win column and it looked like the Saints had a different kind of attitude I mean you know we just ran the ball right down our throats and it was nice to see him come yeah. back especially after all the chunk plays. Well, and you look at it, it's not like uh, we lucked out. Uh, no, to say, uh, look, we were minus one for the game, and we actually won the game by the touchdown. To me, us being minus one, and then them having, uh, that being the Seahawks having 12 pen- penalties, and that was a push. So that cancels each other out. But we had the ball 15 minutes more than them. We had 26 first downs uh, to 15. We were more efficient. Uh, now, you might say, well, they didn't have uh, to go to third down, uh, but they still had nine of them, and they were only one of nine. Uh, we were over 50%, eight of 14. So look at uh, when we got in the red zone, we scored touchdowns. We were three for three. So there, there's a lot of positives you look at. Uh, now, uh, it's very discouraging as far as us, our, our run defense uh, because uh, if you look at the last three seasons, us in Tampa Bay was as good as it gets as far as average per carry. Uh, you know, might might be giving them like three point eight yards, or well, well, look at uh, Seattle average seven point uh, two yards, and we were at four point nine. So b- both running games uh, got it done. So you can look all through the numbers that uh, that that truly matter, and uh, I think the Saints had the upper hand. And like I said, uh, when you look at the minus one, uh, then I think um, that's kind of a push because the the C- Seattle had twelve. Uh, penalties, but uh, when you look at us uh, setting the tone of the game, having the ball 15 minutes more, and us uh, basically having uh, double-digit first downs more than them, having uh, 26 to their 15. Uh, no, it, it just uh, the Saints deserve to win this game. It's not like uh, the Seahawks handed it to us. All right, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza. 1068 Magazine for Feeding the Saints crew today. Magazine Pizza. Dine-in or delivery, the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza also has pasta, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check them out at magazinepizza.com. Let's squeeze in one more phone call here before we say goodnight. Larry Uptown on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Larry. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Larry. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to Chime in and make it real quick. Uh, my only concerns with the defense is uh, we're not getting enough pressure. And in my eyes, I feel like we're playing Davenport out of position only because the only move that he have on the snap of the ball is a bull rush. So I was thinking, like, on some certain distance, like, would they slide Davenport in, you know what I'm saying, to the D-tackle position to collapse the pocket and get a more faster end on the edge with some, you know, technique yeah. moves. Well, 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 Larry, when you look at it, they do have a NASCAR packaging. Was that is they want to get uh, whether you're a D tackle or a DN, like, like passing you. Uh, he can play the inside, right. he can play on the outside. 
In theory, they want to get, uh, no matter what your position and how you're rotating on first and second down, it's an obvious passing down. We want to get you in the game and put you, if you considered, one of our uh, best uh, pass rushers. You know who's been a no-show, and I love this dude. I love this dude. Talk about a success story. We have not talked about David Onyemata. I mean, you talk about out of sight, out of mind. I'm looking at David Onyemata. Now he had one quarterback hurry, end up with a fumble recovery. But David Onyemata, uh, I'm not saying he has to be Aaron Donald-like, but don't you think he has to be more an influence? It seems like uh, Shai Tuttle overall, uh, now I thought he had a poor game today compared to the previous games as far as his production. Like Shai Tuttle ended up with a tackle. I think he was out of position a few times. But uh, Shai Tuttle was, seems like he's been more productive than David Onyemata. And I, I'm not calling those guys out. I'm just telling you what has occurred and what we need uh, from them. Uh, as far as Davenport, if Davenport wants to get paid, for instance, uh, like Trey Hendrickson, left the Saints, went to Cincinnati, he got paid all that money because uh, he was productive and he had the sacks. So now Davenport, he had four tackles, three unassisted, he had one quarterback hurry. Well, truly, if, if, if you want to market where you put the pressure on the Saints uh, to pay you or somebody else is going to pay you, you have to be productive because that's what Trey Hendrickson did. He was so productive. Now, it, 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 was, it was a contract season, and then the Saints said, oh, we can't pay that. Well, Cincinnati paid that. Look, he parlayed that into going to the Super Bowl, and he's been highly productive in a Bengals uniform. So uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, you look at, like, um, Davenport and our D-line, we can't just have the old man Cam Jordan uh, being the guy uh, that's bringing it. Uh, uh, Peyton Turner. Uh, 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 Peyton Turner is like, I don't know, his chest hurts or some or whatever. I mean, he's out of sight, out of mind. But we have not had that consistency to me uh, on the D-line. Like I, I thought we'd be way more dominant than we are on the D-line than we've been so far this season. And I'm not hating on none of them. Uh, um, and, and, you know, we were outstanding run defense, but it ain't no damn outstanding run defense uh, when they uh, rushed the ball 21 times for 151 yards and a 7.2-yard average. And that's just gap integrity, Bobby. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, but, that, but that's what we practiced that and we all that. But uh, you look at their running backs. Uh, Walker averaged 11 yards a carry. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny averaged 6.8. So it's really 11 yards and 7 yards a carry. And, and, and they both, if you combine those two, uh, they carried the ball 16 times. Like Geno Smith can extend plays with his feet. But he only ran the ball three times. He went like a Taysom Hill-like. So he had a long gain of uh, 13 yards, but it wasn't like he was trying to run the football. No, I, I've been overall uh, disappointed with our run defense considering what we've done in previous seasons. And, uh, no, um, okay, well, we came into the game – uh, ranked 20th. We came into the game ranked 20th. Uh, well, now we might be a little worse considering we were giving up 125 yards a game, which is 20 best in the NFL. Uh, well, we gave up 151 today. No, uh, our defense, if we're going to win anything, I'm telling you, our defense does not need to be in the middle of the pack. We have to be way more dominant, and again, dominant on special teams if we're going to win anything this season and have any, like, playoff hope. Now, well, what is playoff hope? I told you this before. I don't know. The NFC South, 
and you look at, and I told Christian this, I look at where we're at, and I realistically, I, had, I said, well, I hope we're four and one. I think um, we could be three and two. Now, it doesn't matter who. I thought we'd, we wouldn't be Tampa Bay and we wouldn't be the Vikings. But I thought we'd be Carolina, but we're two and three. So you look at, like, uh, the Bengals. I have an us overall record, us even getting to 10 wins and not even beating the Bengals. But, okay, if I had, let's say, a three and two, and uh, we didn't beat the Bengals, then we'd be uh, three and three. And, and instead of all of a sudden, then you two and four. So yeah, it's going to be one of those type of seasons. I think we're going to truly be hovering around 500. And what does that mean? Eight and nine, nine and eight. I think from a fan's perspective, it all matters whether, uh, uh, listen, if you don't get the double-digit wins within the postseason, uh, Christian, what was the year of, and it was against Seattle, <laughs> you remember? They went 7-9. and nine. Uh, Seattle was 7-9, and nine, and they won their division. 2010. And they got to host a game, and what, what were we? We were like, we did we win 11-5. We were 11-5, and five, and they were 7-9, and nine, and got to host a game, went up there, and we lost. Now, we were we were on our, what, our eighth running back or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. So, w- when you look at all that, uh, you know, the fans' perspective, are you going to be in the postseason? So, it does matter how do you get there. But uh, right now, no, uh, anybody saying like, oh, we're going to double-digit wins for sure? Mm, I don't know. I think we're fortunate to win today, and it's a big win. But right now, I still think it looks like same thing like last year, 9-8, and 8-9 type season. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Jumping off into yet another hour of... The point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 39-32, Saints win over the Seahawks. If you're on hold, we're coming to you on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. I'm Christian Garrick, Andy Dalton's day. Uh, 16-24, 187 yards, a touchdown, one interception, a quarterback rating of 86.6. But the Saints were really good on third down. Uh, much to do because of Andy Dalton's ability. 8 of 14 on third down, the Saints were. And Bobby? Well, but, but Christian, just when you add, though, the quarterback play, because Taysom Hill being one for one, yeah. 23-yard uh, touchdown, um, we had a QB rating of 103.6. You, you sound like Kermit the Frog over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quarterback rating, yeah, perfect quarterback yeah, yeah, rating. But 103.6 uh, combined. It, it combined. Yeah. So that's what I look at, the production play. Out of the quarterback position. Here is Andy Dalton after the the win. There's two parts to him because he spoke for 16 minutes. Here's part one. You want to ask me about my shirt? Hey, Andy, you've been in the league for a while. What's it like just watching a guy like Taysom perform like he did today? I mean, he's such a weapon, and there's nobody else like him. And if you're a defense, you have to prepare for so much with him. You never know where he's going to line up. So, I mean, his performance today, I mean, it's, it's hard to match. All the stuff that he can do and all the stuff that he was able to do today to help us win. And, um, yeah, he's, he's special. What about just uh, getting Alvin back today and just kind of him getting into rhythm and allowing you guys to run football as well? For sure, yeah. We really wanted to get him going. And, I mean, there's a lot of explosive plays from him. Uh, in the run game and on the screen too, you know, big gain got us down there. A lot of score touchdowns, so I mean, it's, it's great having Alvin back out there. Um, right at the end of the game, uh, when you guys were kneeing out, um, Seattle seemed to 
take exception to that, and they got a, a flag thrown against them. Can you just take us through what exactly happened? I don't even know what happened. I just know that they, they kept, when we were taking the knee, um, you know, I guess they were s still trying to go hard on in that situation, and I, I think one of them ended up hitting one of our guys in the head. I don't even know. We got first down. I had to take an extra knee at the end. That's all I know. Andy, since uh, since you become the starter at least the last few games, how much uh, is their incorporation of the game plan where you're working with Taysom, certain things like that, to preparing for the game plan at least uh, right from the start of the week? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of communication with everybody, and just how we're wanting to play, what we're what we're trying to do, and and things that we like. And so I think that's, you know, especially early in the week uh, when you can get that going and uh, just the open communication with everybody you know, definitely helps. Andy, how did you feel about the offensive rhythm today um, for this? It feels like there was a, a lot more balance, especially establishing the run. And the follow-up on that as well, how hard is it to keep that rhythm, especially when you start losing wide receivers like you did early on? Yeah, I, I think we did a great job. I mean, you see the run game. I think DA said it at the end, by 48 carries. I mean, that's, I don't know if I've ever been a part of that. And our guys up front did such a good job of allowing us to, you know, make positive gains, big gains on, on first or second down. And, um, you know, it felt like we were, I mean, a couple of times today we were caught behind the chains, but for the most part, we were in, uh, you know, second and short, third and short situations. And so we got into a, a great rhythm, and you never want to lose your, lose receivers. Guys went down, and uh, you know it's kind of how we had to play with, with with only three receivers left in you know in the lineup. But I thought our guys did a great job keeping the rhythm. You know, as it pertains to Taysom, you know, kind of cycling in and out of the field when he's especially when he has a rolling like he did today. What is that kind of communication? You know, is it just situations that you're planning on it, and you know he's going to be coming in, or is it kind of like? You know, you hear from the sideline, and then you come out. How's that work? Yeah, I mean, it's different personnel groups, and groupings, and everything. So I know when I'm still in there. I know when I'm when I'm coming out. I have another one, but that made me think. Have you lined up as a receiver before in the NFL? I have. Okay. It's not my first. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will find out how Chris Olave comes out um, um, with the injury evaluation, but. You got a lot of chances to look at that, I assume, on the big screen. Was that about as, as good of an effort on the other end of a touchdown pass as, as you've gotten from a receiver? It was an unbelievable catch. Um, the defender had his hand in there. And he still found a way to come down with it. And so um, I'm glad that we, we challenged it. I'm glad we uh, you know, got ruled a touchdown. I mean, it was a great catch by him. Andy, just to talk about the win. I mean, you guys, you know, snap a three-game uh, losing streak here. How good does it feel, and how do you build on this moving forward? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, we needed a game to kind of get us back on track. You know, we've had some tough ones in the last couple weeks, but this one was a good week for us to kind of get back, get back in the win column, get that uh, feeling again, and hopefully give us, a, give us some momentum moving forward. Non-Saints related, but how big was the TCU win? Undefeated, man. I love it. You know, the Frogs are playing really well. And so, um, and Kansas is a good team. You know, everybody hears about Kansas from the past. I mean, this is, this is a different team. So I, I thought 
it was fun to watch. I got to got to watch the whole game yesterday, and you know, found a way to come out with a win, and got to keep it going. Got a big one this week against Oklahoma State. Andy, what was your reaction to that false start call late in the game? Yeah, I thought I thought we had him. He, I thought he was in the neutral zone. I think that's what um, what she said. She said that he never got into the neutral zone. But uh, I thought we had him. But I guess she didn't see it. How much does the energy and like dynamic of the offense change when Alvin is healthy and on the field? Can you feel a difference? Yeah, I mean, Alvin's one of our best players, and so when you get to have that in the lineup and um, a guy with with his energy and his ability and the things that he can do, uh, I mean, it, it definitely you know gives the offense the energy that we need. All right, thank you. That was Saints quarterback part one of Andy Dalton after the 39-32 win over the Seattle Seahawks. We'll step away and come back and get back to your calls next here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, back here on the point after Saints win 39-32 over the Seattle Seahawks along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. I'm Christian Garrick. Bobby, what do you got on our text line? Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Yeah, you know, we're talking about officiating and uh, uh, the judgment calls that come about, um, like, you know, interference, uh, defensive offensive holding, uh, roughing up a player, personal foul while roughing the passer in this text. I've not witnessed this, but uh, Charlie Long uh, showed me the video. Come on, I don't know. It looked like a hard tackle, but maybe since Tom Brady got spun around, it was a little bit like Tua. But uh, this is from 4818. Hey, Bobby, wait until you see the horrible call on roughing the passer on Tom Brady today. And it caused, the Falcons, the, it caused the Falcons the game. Now, I don't know if it caused the Falcons the game. I didn't watch it. But that was definitely not roughing the passer. Well, I can tell you uh, why I mean, that was brought on. It was the exact manner he's in which him around? Tua Tagovailoa against the Bengals had his concussion. That's exact. That's exactly what brought that call on. But his head didn't bang on the ground. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It gets to the point where, truly, even if you want to hit the quarterback, you can hit him, but you got to hold him up. I don't, know. I don't know how you do that when you're going full speed. That's why, listen, Christian, I played quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Until they put a rule in, how about you go for their arm and just break their arm? And, uh, and when you could say, oh, I'm going for the football. Tomahawk chop. I'm going to knock the ball out, and I'm going for their arm. Now, you might get juked, and you might miss them, miss them but uh, you can't hit them too low. You can't hit them too high. So, I don't know, go give the business uh, with his arm. And, you know, the NFL might, oh, you can't hit the quarterback with his throwing arm. He's right-handed, left-handed, whatever. No, don't go for his arm, but they don't have a rule yet. So, if I'm a defensive player, attack their throwing arm, try to get the ball out, and you can give their arm the business. I don't think they can call a penalty on that. Bobby, do you think before long, maybe the next 10 or 15 years, the quarterback might have flags on him? Well, that's not football then. I mean, it's not football. Come on. I mean, I know we want to see the great players. We want to see Patrick Mahomes. We want to see Tom Brady. Uh, uh, whoever. Whoever's your favorite quarterback, Justin Herbert. But we still need to have tackle football. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, linebacker Pete Werner, second on the team in tackles today in a 39-32 win over the Seattle Seahawks. Here is... Saints linebacker Pete Werner after the game. Feels good. So coach talked about it all week, 1-0. So we're, we're happy to do that. We're back on track. And uh, getting this win is big. Obviously, you want to give a big shout-out to the offense. They played 
their asses off. Uh, we definitely winning that run game battle was huge. Um, they big credit to the O line uh, having AK back was was, was great. Um, but obviously, there's big things that the defense needs to work on. But again, we're one and zero, and we're we're looking ahead in the future. What did you see? You had really the punch out of DK Metcalf forced the fumble. Was it? What did you see on that play? Um, I just saw that I was a I was I was a middle middle um, player there and I saw the ball off and um, coach talked about all last week uh, the opportunities and um, finishing and running through the ball every single play and I saw that he was vulnerable when he was on the way ground on the way down and uh, made a great play on the ball and it was huge and offense capitalized. He's a, he's a big dude. You got to hit him a little bit different in that, in that situation. <laughs> he's huge. He's huge. He's a good run blocker as well. Um, great deep threat but um, I saw an opportunity, I took it, and it was a big play for the for the defense. Pete, how good do you feel about the way you're playing right now, how you're seeing the field? I feel good. Um, I'm not necessarily focused on me, really. I th I'm worried about the defense, but it is good, good feeling um, to have known that I'm playing well. But then again, there's still plays out there that I wish I would have had back. Um, so... But me personally, it's about the team, it's about the defense, and obviously, like I mentioned, it's not a performance that we'd like to have, but like Coach mentioned, 1-0, and we got that. Do you guys feed off Taysom at all? I mean, that, he had a crazy game today. He's a great player, great player, and having that type of guy in there with great energy, um, making great plays, uh, the defense loves to see it. Um, we just got to keep, keep him there, keep him healthy, and um, we'll continue to keep going 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. Now, more global defensive view, how do you feel like you guys performed as, as a team, a complete unit today? As a whole, yeah, the defense? defense yeah. um, I mentioned this before, but um, that's not the game that we want to have. Um, we're giving up too much on the ground, and um, we're, we're still beating ourselves a little bit. Um, a lot of this, we, we continue to preach, um, it's on us, defense, and on, it's on us. And uh, the few the mistakes that we made today, a lot of it was on us. We knew where we had to be, and, and we just gotta we gotta play better. And uh, it'll start next week in practice, and uh, we'll we'll play better in the game next week. How much did you guys need this win? We need we needed it. Um, it's still early in the season, but we we needed this win, and it's big to capitalize. We just gotta get in get in the group here. Saints linebacker Pete Werner, seven combined tackles for the young linebacker. We'll step away and come back and wrap up the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. Saints win 39-32 over the Seattle Seahawks. That's a wrap for the point after. I want to thank Charlie Long at Master Control, Chris Coleman, executive producer for today's action, Diane Newman, operations and brand manager. I'm Christian Garrick, Semper Fi. I'm out. Bobby, do you think, man? All right. Bon nuit, les Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints! Yes, Saints win. Saints win! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.